everybody. Welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 11. Uh, my name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Excellent. It's good to hear. Good to hear. And of course, we have Randy with us from Elder Geek as well. Randy, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. Fresh off of my rest from the uh, the charity marathon. Yeah, yeah. I definitely um, wanted to talk about that for a minute in the beginning here, at least just to kind of give a recap for uh, the people who are listening who may not have had a chance to make it uh, this weekend. Uh, Elder Geek held its uh, Full Hearts Charity Marathon uh, for Child's Play. It was 48 straight hours of uh, Elder Scrolls V. Randy, you want to have any comments or anything you'd like to share? Um, it, it actually went really well. Uh, as far as our, our charity marathons go, this was our, our, our biggest yet. You know, we, we had the most support from, uh, you know, not, not only from, you know, our, we, we got new sponsors, but we had, we had the most support from actual individual members, which was great. Um, and that, that came from a lot of things. It came from, we have a, a lot better oh, casting set up now. Um, we have a bigger, uh Oh, am I out? You're back. That's all right. back. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that came from a lot a lot from the fact that we have a, a lot of a, a nicer stream set up now uh, for when we actually do cast games. And uh, a lot of the people helped get the word out more, too. So it was nice. It was a lot of fun. The 48 hours went by really quickly. But, you know, as you guys can attest, like those those gaming marathons, even though you're playing a video game, it takes it out of you. Oh, yeah. Well, just the organization alone. I mean, what what you guys had to, to put together as far as coordinating between everyone to make sure that, you know, all the time was covered and then, you know, passing the save file on from the next person and, and, and <laughs> switching the streams and everything. I mean, it, it was definitely no small feat. I mean, it's easy to write it off and just say, oh, you know, you're just playing a video game or whatever for uh, something you'd be doing anyway. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, the, the, the amount of work and level of uh, organization that it takes to pull that off, it's just... It, it doesn't even compare, and it's kind of a silly thing to say unless you've actually done it yourself. Uh, right. I, I was it's really also, impressed. It's also a lot of reading, too, because all the comments and stuff are constantly mm -hmm. going. So you're switching your eyes from one screen while you're playing to reading everybody's comments to actually interacting with those people, to interacting with people in, you know, actually speaking with you live. So uh, it's a lot of fun, um, but, but yeah, totally worth it. We I, I'm really pleased with how much we raised. I think we raised... Uh, three thousand six hundred dollars, and you know we're just kind of streaming and stuff in our free time afterwards, and we're still getting a lot of people that are doing donations, which is great. That's awesome. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. It was also the first time the three of us were able to get together in the same room, which was pretty nice. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. Considering we all live in the same state, it was it was cool to finally <laughs> uh to meet you in person and and uh, do that. That was fun. Absolutely. I, I was kind of hoping that. Uh, I don't know. I should I should have stopped the stream a little bit earlier so we could have gone outside and started like a bonfire or something. That uh, would have been cool. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, when I when we were going, I was kind of apprehensive. Like I didn't know f how much I wanted to play. I was kind of like nervous about. <laughs> I was nervous that I was. You know, I I like playing games. I love obviously since I'm doing this podcast. But uh, uh, <laughs> I was just nervous about getting in front of the camera and in the chat room. And I figured I was going to suck. And for a while, I did and had a had a rough time um, until you guys revealed to me that we were playing on expert and then it kind of uh helped me realign where i was supposed to be at but <laughs> and uh, how, how cautiously you needed to play but you ended up doing one of the coolest quests that people were people were loving that and in fact the the, the like the really wicked looking mace that you found that character is still using you know it's it's still the most powerful weapon we've found so far yeah that's pretty awesome I've, I've yet to actually do that on my own playthrough but i got to get around to that at some point this week because yeah that was a lot of fun but what, I, what my point was 
when I started playing, it was like all of a sudden it was like four o'clock and our block was done. I, I couldn't yep. believe how quickly it went, you know. So <laughs> that's, that's Skyrim, the time hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You went that's in, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to the game club. This is the uh, Elder Geek Game Club. It is a book club style podcast where we uh, have our audience vote on two games. Uh, they pick the one they want to play. And uh, whichever one wins, we play it, we talk about it on the podcast, and um, here we are this week with the game Sequence, uh, which is an indie game. It was released on Steam, uh, I think, pretty recently, right? It, it was yeah. originally an Xbox Live game. Mm -hmm. um, it, we had that up against uh, the game Blocks That Matter, uh, which is part of the uh, Indie Humble Bundle, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sequence won, so that's what we played, so... Phil, why don't you take it away and give us a little history lesson? Sure. So uh, a lot of this stuff, when I was gathering, um, I didn't want to steal all my information without crediting it. Uh, Justin Johnson over on 8 actually had uh, an interview with the creator, Jason uh, Wishnov, if I'm saying it correctly. Um, and he actually spilled a couple of details I was able to add in here. So I didn't want to steal it without saying anything. Um so, Sequence, it was originally an Xbox Live game, as we had discussed. It came out in May, and May 5th to be exact. Um, it's the first release by Iridium Studios. And it's funny, when I, when I saw the logo pop up for the game, I was like, I recognize that logo. And the creator of this game, Jason, he actually frequents Gaff a lot. He's like one of their big, um, big posters over there, I believe. Um, he goes by the name of Feep on there. And... Months ago, before this game came out, he was actually working on the logo, and I actually like lended him a hand, but he actually didn't use my suggestions. But it was funny that like that was how I recognized the logo. I was like, "Oh yeah, That's I actually, interesting. yeah, I was like, I played around with this logo before," and uh, he didn't use any of my suggestions. But it was just funny that I remembered it from you know from that from that post um, where he was taking comments from people. Um, you know, he's a you know when when Scribblenauts came out. Uh, well, before it came out, do you remember like there was that post from Gaff that actually got like picked up by a lot of websites about like um, there was a guy that played it in, at E3 and he made this big deal out of like you know he had these zombies he had to get by and he decided to go back in time so he typed in time machine and time machine traveled him back through time and then he saw a dinosaur and he got on the dinosaur and then he brought it back into the present and then he stomped the zombies and that's how he was able to. Uh, get through that moment and he wrote this big post about it that blew up do you guys remember that or no i vaguely do yeah yeah um it really was but like i don't know from like i remember reading that and thinking getting like real excited about scribble knots even though i never actually ended up getting it myself but um it got out there to the point where the developer fifth cell actually drew like a whole picture of like that moment and it was like a big deal so anyway that's the same guy that okay made that post um hmm. if anyone actually remembers that wow uh, small world yeah, it's it is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of why I threw it in there. Yeah, like it is just, I don't know. Like you said, small world. Um, so anyway, he is Jason Wishnov. He uh, runs Iridium Studios. Um, the only other person that really worked on the game, other than the musical artists, were um, the character artist and background, well, just the actual the whole game artist, uh, Wendy Chen. She did all the backgrounds, the character portraits, and stuff like that. So the game was in development for about two and a half years. Uh, when he released on Xbox Live Indie Games, which you always hear a lot of developers kind of poo-pooing these days. Actually, I think you hear them poo-pooing since the day happened. Um, 
he claims that it sold fewer than three three hundred uh, three thousand copies. Uh, so it was a bit of a, a letdown for him, I guess. Um, but he decided to kind of, I guess, show the game around and try and still, you know, get some word of mouth. Um, he entered it into a competition called Dream Build Play, um, where he ended up getting third place, I believe. And this kind of like helped generate some buzz for the game. And then there was a gaff user that supposedly he thinks may have helped him get the game onto the Steam because I guess he applied uh, to put the game on Steam and they never heard back from him. And hmm. I guess he believes that the exposure from winning the competition, maybe coupled with this contact, this anonymous user from Gaff, kind of maybe helped get the game on the Steam. Um, so eventually they did pick it up. Uh, the Steam port came out on October 20th, and he was able to add stuff like achievements and cloud saves. So there's some added features there. Um, the music, as since it's a rhythm RPG uh, DDR hybrid type thing, uh, music's actually by Ronald Jenkins. You guys know? I mean, did you know this name before this or no? No, I, think I, he's I like don't. Known on like YouTube or something like. I think that's how he got big and he has a couple of albums and the music in his music in se- uh and that it, that's used in sequence is from like taken from two of his uh, own personal albums i guess um and then another artist was uh dj play school and uh, he does like video game remixes his own songs and stuff like that uh so i mentioned how the game is a ddr rpg mashup and it was actually inspired by his love of DDR and Puzzle Quest, or at least he was playing Puzzle Quest at the time and kind of got the idea for it. Um, when you explain the game, it's actually kind of confusing, you know, as to what you do. And he actually went as far as to make a YouTube video to explain how the game works and how you play it. Um, since it's like DDR, there's dance pad support, there's guitar support, if, you know, if you have a Guitar Hero controller. Uh, so it's got a lot of cool little bells and uh, a we... dance pad for for Xbox because I would have liked to have used it you know, on you know to play the game even though I didn't play the Xbox version but maybe that would have tipped me in, in that in that one's favor. Well, the dance pad for uh, the Xbox uh, 360, at least anyway, I believe is USB, so it would uh, probably, so... probably just hook up to a and the same with the uh, Guitar Hero wired controller. Oh, really? It's also, I believe, USB, so you could probably just hook uh, it up to a PC, and if there's not, if it wouldn't work natively, there's probably some sort of unofficial right. drivers out there. Oh, that's hmm. awesome. I never thought of it, but you're, you're probably right. Yeah. Hmm. So when the game came out on Steam, he did, this is actually uh, kind of crazy that he did this. Um, to promote it, he gave out free copies to everyone on Gaff. So all you had to do was go into a thread and say, you know, I want this game, and he would send you like a download code to go get it. Um, which is pretty crazy because I'm positive he's probably handed out thousands of download codes by this point. That thread, yeah. that thread was was many, many, many pages long. Last I yeah. checked. <laughs> yeah. In fact, so, Phil and I each got copies of it from there as well, which we then uh, gave out. Uh, Phil gave out on the Shamoozle Facebook uh, page, and I gave out through the Elder Geek Facebook page. Oh yeah, I remember that. Hmm. So we gave them out, so we tried to spread the word, and then we actually ended up buying it ourselves for game clubs. So Correct, yes. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that helped his cause a little bit there. Um, 
It's gotten mixed reviews. They generally gear towards being pretty well received. Eurogamer gave it as high as a 9 out of 10. IGN gave it as low as a 6.5 out of 10. So it's definitely, you know, on both sides of the spectrum there as far as uh, ratings. And that about brings us up to speed on a little bit of history of sequence. So let's let's uh, get into our thoughts on the game and, and talk about it a little bit. Um, we we all three of us played it. Uh, Phil and I both played it on PC through uh, Steam, and mm-hmm. Rand- Randy played it uh, on Xbox on 360. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I guess 
Uh, it's, it's a difficult game to talk about, I think, um, because I, I don't want to be... I don't. I don't want to be negative about it. Um, I, I didn't have. I. I didn't have a real great time playing it. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was just maybe if I had a dance pad and I and I played it that way, it would be a totally different experience. But the concept of just playing kind of DDR with a controller to me, uh, kind of lacks. I, I just lost interest in that aspect of it. However. Um, what I, I I thought everything else was really good. I mean, I thought the presentation was was phenomenal. I thought he did a great job. Uh, the the artwork and the graphics were were fine. They were really nice. Um, I think that the whole RPG system that he put in there is is great. And I think as an idea, I think it works really well. I think it's a really neat idea to do a, an RPG mashed up with a rhythm game for uh, combat. Do you mind explaining, like, for people that maybe haven't played it, how exactly how that works? Yeah. Okay. So what you've got on the screen is while you're while you're in combat uh, with a monster or or whatever, um, you have three kind of windows going on, and one of them is focused in the middle. And using the I think it's the triggers or the bumpers, you you, you bounce between them to mm-hmm. to call focus. One of them is your defense, and that will have the arrows. If you've ever played DDR and you know what the arrows look like, I'm just going to continue calling them the arrows. Just picture yeah. that. So you got the arrows coming down, and that's the monster attacking you. So you need to uh, hit the, the, uh, the face buttons or the D-pad, or sometimes both together, um, in, when those reach the, the hit triggers in order to repel the attack from the monster. Um, then you'll also have one, which is your mana, regeneration so when you start running out of mana from casting spells you got to switch over to that one real quick and then you gotta uh you know start hit you know hitting those ones to bring your mana back up and then you've got one called spell or something along those lines and that's if you're casting an offensive spell against the monster or if you're casting a healing spell on yourself or other some other kind of ability that's where you would do it so you know when the game starts getting frantic you're bouncing between those pretty quickly um Mm -hmm. And it kind of, you hit a point where, like, you have to just say to yourself, okay, I'm just going to, I have to take damage at this point or else I'm never going to get a spell off on this monster. So you really have to, um, it it has some strategy to it and you're bouncing around. Uh, So it gets pretty, pretty frantic. At times. And then there's and then there's also that the ring, the spell ring at the bottom of the screen. Right, right. Which is how you, with using the, um, on, for the, 360 controller on the PC, you use your thumbstick and you kind of select, uh, you slide a little thing around into which spell you want to, into which quadrant of this circle that you want to cast the spell. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you hit the bumper to say, okay. And each of those spells has a cooldown and you see a little, the the UI on all that, I think was phenomenal. The way he handled it. I was, I really liked that. I liked how it had the little line that would draw itself as it recharged again. And then when the spell was ready, a little thing would flash kind of in the middle of the screen that, that indicated that it was now available for you to to cast that. And And it would show you what quadrant when it flashes that it's available, it shows you which quadrant it's available on the ring. So you can just kind of like flick your stick in that direction because as you get deeper into the game, you start adding more slots into that sphere, you know? So right. eventually you have a whole bunch of shit you can pick from. When I first played it, 
on uh, I, I downloaded it on my laptop and I wasn't using the 360 controller and I had no idea what was going on with that ring. Like it just didn't, I didn't even know you could move around with it. I'm not, I'm not even sure how you would do it using a keyboard. Um, but anyway, needless to say, I, I didn't get very far when I was using the laptop. I made it to the final part of the tutorial and I couldn't cast a spell for whatever reason. The down key was just not working, which was like the first step you had to take to cast a spell. For some reason, no matter what I did, the timing was just not, it just didn't recognize it and I could never cast a spell, so I couldn't get past that part. So when I redownloaded it on my, my um, desktop downstairs and I brought the 360 controller with me, actually the cloud save was pretty cool because it worked. I didn't even have to do anything. It just picked up like it knew I already did the tutorial and all that. Hmm. Um, and then things like once I was actually holding the 360 controller, like things made a lot more sense and still playing the game. It's kind of like, you know, patting your head and rubbing your tummy, you know, it's like, a, <laughs> there's like a lot, like Steve said, you're juggling between those three fields all the time. And, and then on top of that, you had that sphere you're worrying about, you know, mm -hmm. as far as what spells are coming up, like what you can do, what, you know, what, what's ready to, to use and, it does get a little crazy, but that that is what I like about it. I think that um, that's what keeps it, you know, hectic and crazy. And the one, and then the other thing that um, while you're fighting the, you know, it's a it's a typical RPG battle if you, if you think about it in those terms. The monster you're fighting has a health pool, um, right. so you're you're just kind of racing to get that health pool down while keeping yourself from dying. Um, and then if the song runs out. Um, the battle ends, and you you still get some XP for the battle because you survived through it. But you you uh, you don't get like a victory. You don't get any drops or anything. I don't believe from the from the monster. It's just you have to try again, pretty much. Um, and that that that's fine. Uh, I mean, there were times where I felt some of the later battles as I got on further in the game, I kind of started to feel like uh, like a little like the song was too short. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I mean, we can get to that because I, I had some issues with the music as well. But I mean, uh, uh, some of the songs from the early stages were reused on later stages fights where it seemed like it was a much tougher fight and it could have maybe used a little more time. I understand that kind of is bumping up the difficulty, but at the same time, I, I felt like it was almost a little unfair, but I don't know, that, that could just be me. Um, but then once you get so... I, I guess we should start <laughs> with the story. Yeah, we're jumping all. It's it's tough. It's like kind of a hard game to explain. And I'm finding like, as we talk about the way like the battle system works, like I really like these ideas, but the execution I think is what really in the end, like how the actual game works outside of these fights is what kind of puts me off. But you, you wanted to start with like the story. I well, guess. yeah, but I guess just to give you a quick summary of the story, you play as this character named Kai. You wake up uh, in this weird place, and there's this girl talking to you over the intercom. You don't know where you are, um, and she explains to you that you're in, like, a test type of thing. And basically, you're just going to have to trust her and do what she says. And she starts leading you through this uh, uh, scenario where you're fighting monsters, and she's teaching you. And then, and then what ultimately happens is you end up in a room, and there's seven floors, I think, seven or eight yeah. floors. Uh, each floor, you get to a kind of a safe room. And from that safe room, you can then craft gear, and you can uh, work on your you know, picking which spells you want to use, um, right. and stuff like that. Now, to get past that door and, and go to the next level, you have to craft a key, 
which at that point means you have to then go to the menu and select battles, and you have three monsters to choose from, and mm-hmm. they each drop uh, materials that are then used to craft this key, randomly drop. So this is kind of where I started getting yeah, a little out of it with the game. This because, is where the beef appears. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it started for me. And and so, and Randy, feel free to jump in anytime here. <laughs> <laughs> my, my beef with the game starts much sooner, but you're, you're on a good roll, so okay. I, want, I want you to keep going. All right, after the Symphony of the Night thing last week, I'm already feeling like the world's, <laughs> the world's biggest dickhead. So uh, I'm trying to... Uh, Anyway, so anyway, so you, you, at this point, you're you're given the op, pretty much your only option is to then go back to these three monsters on the floor you're on, mm-hmm. and fight them over and over again until they drop the materials you need to craft the key and then move on in the game. In which and, and they tell you, and each monster, by the way, I'm sorry, just to interject real quick. Go ahead. On the monster select screen, it tells you how many items they can drop, they're all questioned out. And as they drop them, it fills in. But those questions have like a percentage of when these items are going to appear as well. So it's like, you know, if you beat this monster, there is an 80% chance that this item will drop. Right, so right. Which I liked. Of- I liked that they put that in there because it did remind me of like MMOs and other things where, where certain items, like when you're constantly running a dungeon over and over again and you want a certain item to drop and you, you go out to the websites, that ha- the data mining websites, and they tell you right. what the drop rate is on that. <laughs> right. um, so that was kind of, uh, when I saw that, it kind of reminded me of that and I, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, uh, I forget where I was going with that anyway. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Um, so this is kind of yeah where I started having an issue with the game, and and that was just because, first of all, I, I wasn't crazy about the music. At least I wasn't crazy about the music that you hear in the beginning of the game in the first right. few boss battle or monster battles or whatever you want to call them. Um, now, as we were picking music today for this episode of the podcast to play during the the intermission parts. Um, we were actually finding a lot of songs that I thought were really cool, but I don't really remember hearing those ones. I found the songs in the beginning to be kind of uh, almost boring. I mean, they weren't bad. I, I didn't dislike them. I just didn't feel like it wasn't like compelling like I, while playing a rhythm game. I wasn't like super right. excited to be to be sitting here, you know, tapping buttons in rhythm to these songs. Um, yeah, for a, for a music game, you would think that music would be just absolutely key. Right, and I understand, and I totally get that this game was done on a budget. It's done by a guy, and he probably reached out to people to help him out. I, I, I do applaud that he actually went to an actual musician and found, like, you know, real music to use as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, just going to, like, a stock music site and grabbing a bunch of shit off of there. So from that standpoint, I, I respect what he did. I, it's just the music wasn't great for me, and the problem is is that, like we mentioned with the drop rates, now you're doing these monster battles you know three four times each Mm -hmm. one to get the materials you need and you're hearing these songs over and over again so for me it's kind of like you know playing a a ddr type game with a controller to music that i'm only kind of lukewarm about and having to hear those songs over and over and over again so early in the game was kind of an immediate turnoff for me. Yeah. Um, even though I liked a lot of the presentation and the concept and everything, I really kind of just felt like, like, ah, oh, do I have to hear this song again? Like, there was no randomization. Each each monster has their song, and that's right. what you're going to fight them to. And, right. And, and what was even more discouraging was that then when I finally got past the first level and moved on to the second stage, the monsters there 
or at least the sec- one of the monsters, the first or second one on that next All stage. Three. All three had the same song. <laughs> same song from the first stage. And I was like, really? Wow. Okay. You know, at this point, I was just, you know, I was like, all right, uh, Skyrim's calling. So I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, go ahead. Uh, yeah, because uh, but after, between stages, you fight a boss, right? So uh, you fight this boss, and he has his own music. And then the immediate, the first bad guy on the second floor is the same music as the boss you just fought. With right. the same song, like, attached to that guy. It's like, oh, I just did this one. But, yeah, I, I, there's people that, I, you know, I'm looking around, and obviously this guy, the guy that did the music has fans, and people love the music in this game. So I guess, you know, we're just kind of, maybe it's just not our thing. Like, um, like I said, I didn't think, I don't think it's bad music, and I could right. see even, like, if I was, like, working or something, like, throwing this music on, and... Yeah. and in that context, just within the game, it didn't... Like I said, I'm playing a game where I'm already not sure that I'm totally into playing a DDR-type game with a controller. Right. And I, I understand it's got music support for, for uh, uh, instruments and dance pads, but I don't have any of them in my house anymore. I, I had the great purge, and all, <laughs> all plastic instruments have been uh, r- removed from my house over the past couple of years. So I had a 360 controller... And that's what I played it with. So, right. you know, a DDR type game, I'm not. Sh- it's just, it it wasn't doing it for me. Uh, we made the the uh, comparison earlier because um, I'm gonna, Jason, the developer, uh, had mentioned that Puzzle Quest was a big influence for him, and I I totally see that. After he said it, I was like, oh yeah, this is obviously Puzzle Quest with DDR, but the difference is is, I really like playing Bejeweled, Guilty Pleasure. But uh, <laughs> uh, so Puzzle Quest was str- combat system was strung together with something that for me works playing with a controller or or on a handheld system. Whereas this, the combat system to me was just kind of like I'm um, hitting arrows, you know, in beat to music, and okay. Well, you know, I had the same kind of issue too, where I was where I was just like eh, playing DDR with a controller, and then I started thinking, I was like, well, I really like rhythm games, and I really like. Elite Beat Agents and, you know, Parappa the Rapper and stuff like that. And that's all controller-based, you know, rhythm game. Well, I guess mm-hmm. in Elite Beat, the touchscreen. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, well, what, what, you know, what is it that's working with those games that I'm not, like, feeling here? And even though the, the arrows are on to time with the music and all that, I never felt like I was, like, contributing to the song. You know what I mean? Like, you play Guitar Hero, you're just clicking buttons, but... You kind of feel like you're hitting those notes, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know how to explain it, but like I never had that feeling with this game. Even like Elite Beat Agents, like I'm tapping, and I feel like that tap is, you know, adding to the, you know, the beat of the song, and I'm kind of getting into yeah. it, and I'm feeling it. And it's funny you mentioned the music because, like, like you said, you were enjoying kind of listening to the music on its own, and I was too when we were going through picking what songs we wanted to use. And to draw a comparison to Elite Beat Agents again, I I would. All the music in that game, I would never listen to on my own. I hate pretty much all of it. But when I'm playing Elite <laughs> Beat Agents, I love it. It's like, I don't know, for some reason, it's, it's working and all the visuals. I, you know, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what it is that I'm disconnected with in, in sequence that, you know, that I'm, I'm in there totally with Elite Beat, Beat Agents, you know. And even Parappa the Rapper, you know, you're just hitting the buttons real quick, you know, just the face buttons or whatever, but... There's What's, something about the feedback those games are giving you that I'm not getting in sequence. Yeah, another good one I think of uh, is um, Space Channel. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's another game where it's kind of the same thing. You're just tapping the buttons and beat to the music, but something about the personality of the game and, and the, the, the combat, it just has more feedback. I, I don't know what it, what it is about it, but something about it just resonates more. And, and granted, now, those we're talking about games... We're comparing this to games that were built by large, larger studios right. with teams of people and budgets. And so I don't feel completely fair making those comparisons. But, I mean, the guy's a, a, an indie developer, and I, I know he's going to make more games. And I, I hope that, you know, he can learn from from whatever shortcomings this game has, even though it's been really well received, and I'm happy for that. Um, I, I think that, you know, there's room for more. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see what he does next, because... Um, everything else about this game, uh, the polish, uh, is, is great. And, and I think that, uh, it's, it's a really ambitious project to take on, especially for like your first game. I mean, right. that's, uh, it's a, a pretty crazy amount of stuff in here with all the crafting and everything that, that, that they put into it. Well, you know, and the, and the crafting, I think it's like another issue because like this game, it's like a grinding dance game. Like you just like there's so much you just grind. I, it's kind of fun. It's a grinding game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like you said, you, you're doing these same three fights over and over and over again until you get these items. I mean, it took me forever to build the key uh, to exit the first stage. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't pass the second floor um, because I just kind of grew tired of it. Like. I did these same songs so many times, and the item I needed, I, I basically, you know, as like I said before, as you get the items, it tells you what the item is. Uh, for all three of those fights, my final ingredient that I needed for this key was the last, thing, you know, the only item that didn't drop, and it actually had a 70% drop rate. Hmm. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. And then, like, I finally got the stupid item. I'm like, okay, now I can finally make this key. So then I go to make the key, and when you do that, when you do this, now this is another crazy thing that I, I don't really agree with with the game either. Is you know, you gain experience and you gain levels doing these fights, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go and create an item to use, it, you kind of like um, you spend experience. points. Yeah, you spend experience points. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like yeah, you're right. You spend experience points to craft these items, and what you do is the more experience points you add towards it the higher the chance you're going to make the item so you might not even make the item right mm -hmm. so i was like okay i spent all this time making this item i'm going to jack this bar up so i jacked it up to 90 percent i'm going to make this item 90 percent chance it's, this item is going to be made well god damn it it didn't make the item i dropped the level <laughs> i went level four to three and i spent all that experience points and then i just I, and then i said you know what f it so then uh, the default i think is 50 percent I just did 50% and then it made the item. Mm -hmm. But I mean, come on. I just did all those fights. I finally got the damn item and then I get punished. I drop a whole level. Mm. You know, like, well, to me that was just like so, I don't know. It just really killed it for me. Yeah. Well, in terms of like an RPG, I mean, I could see that being a really appealing kind of penalty um, <clears throat> for, for crafting. Uh, I, I think that's kind of, it's a neat idea. Um, but then, then, it kind of ties back into that same, you know, I keep going back to this, is that then it means I have to go back and play more DDR with my controller to, uh, <laughs> you know, to get that experience points back right. and, and get more mats and stuff. So uh, if it was a different game with a different combat system, then I could kind of 
get into more, then I don't think I would have as much of a problem with that. But yeah, within the context of this, it it was definitely uh, kind of a downer. Yeah, I you mean, know, I got to admit, my my first big downer with the game, and <clears throat> I don't want to say I, I hate the game because I don't hate the game. I think that it does a lot of a lot of really great things right. I love the art style. Um, I thought for a budget game, I thought the the voice acting was really well done, even though you could tell that it's you know just a couple of people in their homes recording it. You know, I, I've heard crap load worse on on higher budget games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but you know. I got to admit, my my biggest turnoff was actually the whole concept of a DDR on a gamepad, and I, I know it's been done before. We and we've had like Parappa the Rappa, and that's where all that you know all the DDR kind of thing actually came from, where rhythm games kind of originated. But you know, when it boiled down to it, I I think you're right. I didn't feel connected with the music, and I think a big issue for me was actually a hardware issue. Um, the actual controller, the 360 controller, because, you know, there were times when you needed to use both, you know, uh, down and up at the same time. So you would have to do left on the down on the D-pad and then, like, say, right, you know, using one of the buttons. But because the D-pad on the 360 absolutely sucks, mm-hmm. you know, when you push down, you might be getting down and right at the same time. Yeah, and that happened counts. a lot for me. And it's like, come on, you got to be – you're killing me here. I almost wonder if it would have been better on the PS3 because the PS3's down button and right button and up button and stuff, they are actual individual buttons. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? But the 360, it's, it's basically like a, I don't know, it's, it's a rocker practically. So I, I was having a lot of input error, and that input error was, was frustrating all on its own. Um, but otherwise, you know, I, I like the concept. I think it's a great concept if, if um, I don't know. The music was good, but I wish that they had done something different with the music. I wish it was like, I wish you had a choice of the of the music you could use for when you're fighting something. And it's like, okay, well now I'm going to be fighting, you know, Monster X. I wish you could look through your your inventory and say, oh, I want to use this song because I'm good at it and I know it works well against these ones. You know, I get, I could see that kind of breaking the game in a way, though. You know, you yeah. get really good at, yeah, because then you would like get. Well, I mean, the other thing is. I understand why he tied a song to a fight because, you know, all the arrows are, oh, never, you know what, never mind. I was going to say all the arrows are different for each monster, but really just their attacks because your your arrows are always the same for each attack, no matter what. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and speaking of which, I'm sorry. I'm going to go off, go off on uh, here for a second off track. But as the monster attacks you, every time you miss an arrow, you miss, you lose hit points. You know. Mm-hmm. So, when you attack the monster, you actually have to do an entire sequence without flubbing it, you know, without screwing it up at all. Right. So it really sucks when you cast a you cast a spell and then you screw up that one arrow of a whole sequence and you get no credit for it. You know, you do no damage, and then you have to go back to the mana and you have to go fill that up, and then you have to wait for the you know your attack to basically recharge and then you can do it again and then you have to hope that you pull it off like i wish you got it almost worked the way the monsters did where each time you hit an arrow he lost a little bit of damage and maybe if you did the whole sequence perfect you know there was some kind of multiplier or you know just maybe a little extra damage on you know for doing it right right Mm -hmm. i just felt like the battle seemed a little lopsided as far as what you could actually do 
and what the monsters could do to you. Yeah, I got. By the way, I think it's funny that you said mana because they actually correct that at the very beginning of the game. That's They're why. Like, I, yes, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mana. You'd be surprised how many people pronounce that wrong. And it's like, yeah, I, a lot of video games call it mana, and I call it mana all the time. It's funny that you, you said that because like that the dialogue to me too it's like so snarky <laughs> I, I skipped it after a while i skipped it i was like i can't i can't take it i didn't want i didn't even care about the story and i skipped all those cutscenes. Mm. i found that i thought the story was kind of uh, interesting i would have liked to have seen where it was going it kind of reminded me a lot of uh 999 in that it's yeah. kind of a similar setup in that you wake up in this weird place and you're now being you're told that you ha- are part of a test and right. you have to kind of, but obviously two very different games. Um, but I it, imagine it, 99 had much less uh, snark. Uh, <laughs> it had other things, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen where the story went. Um, I don't know really about, see, and my regret in that I didn't get much further than the second floor was that I didn't see if if the game how the game changed at all, or if it did change, because it kind of felt like it was showing its whole hand pretty early in the game. You know, like, this is what the game is, and this is what it's going to be. Like, I noticed, like, when the on the second stage, some of the monsters had abilities where uh, they would blur it out so you couldn't see where the notes were falling. Which, right. <laughs> when you're already kind of struggling with whether or not <laughs> I you're... I kind of liked that, though. Uh, but, yeah, I know, but uh, I'm just, just joking. So, no, like, I know what you mean. I was already kind of you know, meh. and then that happens. I'm like, great. So now I can't even hit the goddamn notes. <laughs> I don't even really want to hit them, but I can't hit them now because I can't see them. But so I don't know if there was more along those lines where it evolved and there was just crazier stuff or you could start doing stuff to the monster where you start messing up the way that their notes fell in a way that, I don't know, helped you, was beneficial to you. Um, I would have liked to have seen that um, had I gotten further in the game, but I'm not really sure that anything like that happened, or if that was it, pretty much. And and that's just. But you know it. what? You don't you don't necessarily. That's not a bad thing. The fact that it showed its hand so early in the game, as as you kind of put it. I mean, same thing with like Puzzle Quest. Like Puzzle Quest, you unlock some stuff as you go along, um, but mm-hmm. pretty much what you see is what you get right from the start. It's just like Tetris and Parappa the Rappa. It's it's uh, almost like true. it it is almost like it's a puzzle game or or something along those lines, and and therefore. You know, what you see is what you get, and it's not always a bad thing. Yeah, no, that's true. I, you make a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it just wasn't for me, and I, uh, I feel bad about that. I, I wish I could say that that I was blown away by this game and I loved it, and and like I just fully recommend it. <laughs> right. You know what? I can't not recommend it. It's it's five dollars on Steam. You can get a demo version of it on the Xbox Live Arcade and play that. Um, it's a five dollar game. I mean, it's right. an indie game. I absolutely wholeheartedly uh, support indie developers, and I love to see when a game like this takes off and is successful, even though it's not something I enjoy personally. Um, on Completely enjoy, because like I said, there are things about it I like, but um, I still like to see something like this do well. And, and that's why I was happy when he was giving out codes for it, and I was happy to pass that on, and then I was happy to buy a copy myself to play right. the game. Uh, I definitely would recommend this to someone because obviously by the reviews and the, f- and the way this game has been received um, on, on sites like NeoGAF where uh, people are just crazy about it, obviously there's people out there that like it. Um, so 
I can't not tell someone to give it a try and see if it's for them. It just was not for me personally. So, but where do you fall? Do you fall closer on the nine scale, like from IGN, or you, or uh, who, who did you Euro say gamer? Euro gamer. Euro gamer, or are you closer to the six from IGN? <laughs> or would you go even lower? Uh, I don't think I'd go lower than IGN's uh, six point five. Um, I, I I don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> I I don't know. I I I, I hate. I don't want to do the number thing because I'd feel bad. But uh, <laughs> I, I, would, th- I think saying worth trying is, is it, it's, more than enough. I will use the, the Elder Geek uh, vernacular and say <laughs> that it is definitely worth trying for sure. Uh, me personally, I I don't mean to be a dick, but I I would probably lean more towards the IGN rating um, because it has so much padding with the grinding and just – you know, the, basically with the grinding, that it just hurts. For me, it hurts the whole thing. Like, if it didn't have all that grind, I don't know what kind of solution to present. I, you know, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't play enough of the game or, or what, but, or, you know, how to pick up these items. I'm not, I'm not sure how I would work it out, but, you know, if it wasn't so padded with all this stuff, you know, I would have just appreciated just like a tight two-hour game. Apparently, this game is like you know maybe ten hours or something like that, um, from what I read. You know, I would have just you know give me all the songs. Let me just kind of fly through it, breeze through it. Let me see your story, and I would have felt like I would have gotten my five dollars worth if it was just like a tight two to three-hour game. You know, you hit all those songs, no repeats. Um, what I mean by repeats is you know. When I went to the second floor and, you know, the, next, the new set of bad guys had the same songs, you know, each bad guy had their own song and you could go through and kind of perfect that song, maybe pick up uh, some items. That was another thing, too. You, you're not perfecting the tracks. I think maybe you get more experience based on how you do on the fight. I wasn't clear on that. But, you know, in games like Guitar Hero, you're, you're, you're playing to get a better score and a higher score. Maybe if there was a way he could have figured out to you know, get, do better on uh, these songs instead of just trying to survive. You know, I'm just throwing things out here off the kind of off the, off the cuff here as far as, you know, how could you eliminate the padding and just make like a tighter experience? Um, and maybe I would have enjoyed it more. Maybe I would have been more compelled to see it through, but you know, as it stands for me, it's a pretty cool idea. Uh, you know, I like rhythm games, but the execution of it and, just the just the way how punishing it is to the player, as far as you know, grinding and trying to make these items, and you can't make them, you lose experience, you drop levels, and you gotta grind more. To me, that's just it's tedious and it hurts the whole. You know, for me, it hurts the entire experience. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, uh, just on the point of grinding. I mean, grinding is not a big deal in games as long as it's as long as you're enjoying what you're doing. You know, games can you know have tons and tons of grinding but as long as you're having fun and 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 you're feeling like the time you're putting into it is actually giving something back then it's not as big a deal but i i tend to agree with you that i didn't i didn't feel like i was getting anything back for the time i was spending right yeah Yeah. i was just hearing the same song you know they hear the same two minute song over and over again and you know you gain a level but then you drop a level and you screw up your items (laughs) so you know. Now I can say that I, I do want to see I, I do want to see him make another game, like because clearly he's got it's an awesome idea to, to mesh those two worlds together. Because if somebody said, "Hey, I'm going to take Bejeweled and I'm going to mash it in with an RPG," you know, before they built that, you'd have been like, "Yeah, okay, crazy face." 
Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but but now that you know that like you know a game like Dance Dance Revolution can be very successful, and and clearly RPGs are very successful. You, you want to see it almost done right. You know. Yeah, right, I, I, I agree. I yeah, I definitely uh, would like to see more from from his studio. I, I hope that uh, I hope that the success this game has had uh, on Steam, uh, you know, propels him forward to make something uh, better. Um, because I, I he, like you said, he's obviously got got talent. He had a great vision with this, and uh, you know, he he made the game he wanted to to play, and and I I can't ever. You can't fault him for that. I can't. No, I mean that, that's that's great. I, I I envy him. So, you know, I and I I probably also am going into this with an immediate sour taste in my mouth because in Fable Three, there's I think they they joke about it. There's there's a part where you can play Loot Hero, and you know, and in Fable Three, it stunk. And and I know they did it in um, uh, they did it in um. Two Worlds Two, where you know you're you're playing an instrument and, and it's to the falling arrows and stuff like that on screen, and you're doing it with a controller, and that concept never synced up in my brain. You know, like playing an instrument or or doing any kind of musical thing with an actual controller just feels like 100% the wrong input item. Maybe if I did have a dance pad, maybe I, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. You know. Yeah, I wish I could have tried it with a dance pad, but then I was even thinking. Well, how does the game work with a dance pad? Do you still have to hold the 360 controller in your hand so that you can, <laughs> I was, so, you know, so you, so you can navigate the cycle? And magic. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So I mean, you probably again. would. Yeah, I would think you'd have to to use your uh, offensive spells. You'd have to be sitting there moving the thumbstick and then hitting right. the bumper to do your spell and then jumping around on the pad to to hit the notes. To, right. To, Which I well, mean, like like I said, rubbing your tummy and patting your head. You yeah, know, but like, if if you're <laughs> if you're someone who's like really into dance dance revolution and rpgs i and you had the dance pad i could see that being a lot of fun for someone so yeah i I mean i loved i used to love ddr uh back in the day i mean you know we played the shit out of that on dreamcast we would get you know the uh import versions and stuff awesome um and I mean, I the first I remember the first night we played DDR. We played it so much that I I tried to call out of work. I tried to call out of work the next day. Because, <laughs> uh, I couldn't even walk because we played so much dance, dance. I mean, I mean, we loved it. So I would have loved to have tried it out with the pad, um, just to see how it worked. Yeah. So if you're if you're one of those people out there that that loves DDR and loves RPGs, you have a dance pad that can either be hooked up to your 360 or your PC, then. You should definitely give this game a try. I mean, that's a to me that sounds like a like a really niche uh, oh, per, yeah. person I oh, just described. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> they exist. They they exist. So if you're out there and you hear this, uh, you should definitely check this game out because it it was made for you. You, you know what game this actually can, you know aside from Puzzle Quest that it reminded me of was actually uh, Street Fighter Puzzle Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. I I would love it if Capcom said, "Hey, we're gonna do a Puzzle Fighter two with like a story mode slash RPG mode." I would play that till my fingers bled. <laughs> yeah, any of those kind of puzzles, you know, like a Puyo Pop or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, do we want to dig into our uh, community corner here? Sure. All right, we got uh, Justin Johnson. Who commented? Uh, who we mentioned earlier? Up, he's been coming up a lot. This the, yeah. The guys in and off. And and while we're mentioning him, we should also thank him for he's been putting this show up on on his uh, his radio stream. Um, what's the URL on that, Randy? 
uh, 8bitx.com, and uh, you can look up Radio Free Gamer from there. I, I believe it's 8bitx.com slash Radio Free Gamer. Yeah, his podcast, Radio Free Gamer, is, is also really good. Um, so, yeah, check check that out. He, he's got us up there on, on his stream, so thank you very much. That, that Very happy about that. Uh, he, he commented on it on the Elder Geek website and said, Sequence is a fun game. Looking forward to your take on it. So, Which means hmm. he's probably frowning right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was, That's why really, I included it. You know, he was really frowning face with me after my comments about um, about Castlevania last time. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was just like, what are you talking about? The music was terrible. I just, I, I was like, look, I'm not saying that the music was terrible. I'm just saying that I thought it was the weakest part of the game. Uh, like, out of a strong game. I must be... I'm batting 0 for 2 right now with Justin. <laughs> yeah. We're off the stream. You're gonna Sorry, see man. That one is, you're going to see that on 8BitX. The game club is going to be gone after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a horrible person. I do actually like some video games. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Phantom Spiker uh, commented. Uh, he said, I played through the long-ass tutorial, and that was about it. I thought that the music and graphics looked nice. Well, I'm, I'm assuming he meant the music sounded nice and the graphics looked nice. Right. But that was the only thing I really liked. I thought that the gameplay was just really boring. I'm not a fan of rhythm games, so that's probably why. I, yeah, if you if you don't like rhythm games at all, then yeah, you're out pretty much. Yeah, this this not not for you. Dante three six nine. This is a long one. Our good buddy. This is. I'll, I'll try to just kind of. He hit is the, the great defender of it. So he is the white shining armor paladin on his <laughs> defense force horse. Uh, of this is, game, is he also Dante three six nine on the uh, on our live stream channel too? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. Okay, because he's been he's been popping in quite a bit and and chat and being chatty. So oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He is. And and and, and sure. you know what? I'll even say this: uh, he got his free copy off Gaff, and then he did buy on Xbox as well. So he he uh-huh. is an advocate of a sequence. He is. He, he is the sequence paladin. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't too into it in the beginning, but did enjoy the soundtrack. When I got onto the later floors and really had to figure out what my plan of attack was, I started liking it a lot. I really had to decide what my sequence of attacks would be. Oh, through the through the title in there. Very nice. <laughs> yes. and, well, there you go. Sequence. And what damage arrows I could let slip through to still make it out. The goal was more to survive than to win, because if you survive the fight, you get some XP even if you lose. Uh, if it helps give a sense of depth, I'll explain my later strategy. I'm not sure if I'm going to go through this whole thing, Dante, but he got pretty crazy here with, with, with what he was <laughs> doing. So um, the trying to keep that plan in later battles was really intense and enjoyable. I'm a fan. So I Here's, here's the thing. He said how um, you know, he really liked coming up with his plan of attack, but then he tells us what his plan of attack was for the rest of the game once it got hard. It was really just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Well. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Uh, and again, that, 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 fighting with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, fight with him when he can't fight back. It's not right. <laughs> I'm Dante's uh, paladin defense force. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he responded to uh, Spiker's comment before he wrote his big one, and he said, even though it's a rhythm game, it's still an RPG. You actually have to get, you actually have to get somewhere before you get a good feel of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't... Maybe I mean, I he, it a fair he, enough shake then, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's he's right in the fact that, like, if I had just stopped after I did the tutorial and I was like, yeah, I saw everything. Like, you know, I didn't see all the, you know, the crafting stuff and all that. Like, I feel like I've seen enough of it. Maybe I didn't, but I feel like the game showed me its hand and I kind of had an understanding of how it worked. I understand it gets deeper, at, you know, as you can acquire more 
you know, slots on your, on your magic wheel thing. And, you know, as you get more items and all that, but I, I don't know if, if you don't like the game in the very beginning, if you're not a fan of like rhythm games then it's not going to do it for you, even if, yeah. you know, even if you got to play a little bit just to see what it has to offer. Yep. Know. And then Matt, I'm going to withhold your last name because you posted this on Elder Geek's Facebook page, and I don't know if you want your last name out there, but this was from Matt. He said, uh, sequence is really cool, except that if you don't level up enough, it's possible to get stuck on bosses with no way to go back and level up more, which I, I didn't even didn't even occur to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough I beat the first boss my first try. Yeah, yeah, same here. Other than uh, constantly manually saving, the autosave doesn't go back far enough. That was frustrating enough to make me stop playing. I'll probably pick it back up eventually. No, I don't that's cool. I I actually started over at one point because I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize that you could um change difficulty and stuff because I started out on one of the harder difficulties in the beginning and then I dialed it back. Okay. Um, so uh I didn't realize you could do that from the menu uh, when you're in a in a safe room, you can change your difficulty right. in there. So I started the game over and and just played through it again. So it was pretty quick though. I mean, I was skipping all the all the ch chat stuff in in between and I got back to the safe room again in maybe like 10 minutes if even that. It was right. pretty pretty quick. So um yeah, okay. Yeah, I I didn't know that though about the uh I I could imagine that being more frustrating I guess if you were like on the uh like the fourth or fifth floor and then you went to the next floor and couldn't get past the boss but right. couldn't get back. Right. I I could see that being uh a bit more of a uh a hassle. Hmm. So that's I, uh, <clears throat> Go ahead. I also asked some of the guys when I was uh, streaming tonight, I was continuing the adventures of Smolf Boogans, and mm. um, I just got a bunch of resounding no's from everybody. It was, it was, <laughs> they all took their time to put no that they didn't play it on screen. So not a very popular game as, as it seems as though it's found its, its niche, its niche audience. And then, um, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not going any further, but it's just not picking up the steam that that its true fans think it needs or deserves. Well, I mean, or, you know, the people that, you know, you're streaming to, they want Skyrim. You know, that's the this mindset they're in, you know. This so, is true. This and is true. Like, and like you said in previous game clubs, I mean, we're in the the heat of the, you know, holiday releases. What didn't they, like Assassin's Creed come out today? And Yeah. I and mean, Skyward Sword, too, right? Not today. Um, probably wouldn't be here recording that if. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least I wouldn't be on the episode tonight. But uh, uh, no, Skyward Sword Sunday. Ah, yeah, right. right. Sunday. That's yeah. a Nintendo man. Sunday yeah. releases. That's very strange, Nintendo. It's fun though. It's fun getting up Sunday morning, all ready to go. You go over to the store, you get your game. Or my it on Friday. I would, yeah, I was gonna say I really wish games would release their stuff on Thursdays or Fridays. So it's not such a so you're not getting it on Tuesday and you're like, oh my god, four more days of work before I can yeah. really enjoy this thing, you know? Yeah. Or or the fact that most people get paid on Thursday or Friday, and you know? if you buy the game on Tuesday, in many cases you're de basically deciding not to eat for three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that Friday release. Well, it's not really a Friday release, but when Nintendo does their Sundays. Uh, there's a local store near us. They break street date all the time, so they sell it on a Friday when they get it. And I always love getting like the new Nintendo game on a Friday and just like, you know, playing it all weekend. So that was my plan this past weekend for Mario 3D Land. And I told you guys, but I'll just throw it out as a quick story for the uh, for the podcast. But um, 
you know, I was thinking about it all day. I was like, yeah, I can't wait to play Mario 3D tonight. It's going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to turn the lights out and put headphones on and just play this <laughs> crank, crank the 3D up and play this shit all night. Light I'm some thinking, candles. Yeah, dude. I'm getting off. <laughs> well, no, when I turn the light out, like, when when you play 3D, I know this is batshit crazy probably, but when you play 3DS, man, turn the fucking lights out, crank the 3D up. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. Because you, nothing's bothering you. All you see is that screen and, like, Nothing in the room is, you know, drawing your eyes somewhere else, so you're just focused in on the visuals. I'm telling you, that's how you play 3DS. <laughs> so, I'm serious about this shit. So, that was okay, my plan. I feel like you brought that up on, on set. Oh, but that's right. You had said that you, you forgot it at work or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because I wanted to sell you on the 3DS. So, uh, um, so, what happened was, I'm driving home. I work uh, out of state, so I go over the bridge. I go over the bridge. I get to the store. Get my. I go to get my wallet out. I realize my 3DS is on my desk at work. It's freaking like 5 o'clock. I got to get home to the girls. Uh, I work in a shitty town, so there's no way I'm going back there at night. <laughs> right. The sun's down. The chuds are coming out. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. I'm not going back there. There's been bullets in the building lately. So, and then, um, you know, maybe... Maybe I would have went on Saturday, but you know, we I was helping Randy out, so and then by the time it was Sunday, I was like, yeah, whatever, mind you might might as well just wait till Monday. So but man, it really sucked that I thought about it all weekend. <laughs> 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 so sorry about that was just a little aside there. <laughs> I thought about it all weekend. I needed it. <laughs> I did. I did. That's awesome. So that pretty much wraps it up, I guess, for sequence. Um, I guess, like we said, our, we would definitely say it's worth trying. That's our that's our final verdict on the game. Um, we were talking about what we're going to play next week, and this time around, it was it was Randy's turn to pick the two games that we're going to be voting on. So, uh, what do we I got here? A, yeah, I picked a couple of cheapy space shooters. You know, a couple of you know the old, basically the. Uh, basically, asteroids on on uh, on adrenaline kind of kind of games. Well, at least that's what I'm hoping they're going to turn out to be. Um, God, I can't remember the, their names right now, but they're uh, one is really big sky. Yes. And what's the other one? Infons. If I'm saying that correctly. In, yeah. Infons no, they're both Solaris. They're both remarkably cheap. Um, I mean, because they're just they're basic little little shooter kind of things. They're, and they're either going to be awesome or they're or they're going to stink. You know, it's kind of like. <laughs> There was a couple of shooters that came out. Um, Geometry Wars, like Geometry right. Wars Two, was awesome. Like, just, oh yeah, it's it's so simple. It's such an easy concept, but you, you know, it's the kind of game that you could plug in and play for an hour and, and not even realize where the time went. But then there's other games that that look and and play so similar to Geometry Wars, but they're just so terrible because they're missing like they're missing that hook. So you know, one of these games could either be great or really be really bad. Not to sway anybody's votes or anything, but I, I've been hearing great stuff about uh, Really Big Sky. And that looks pretty awesome. That. I watch YouTube videos. That's getting my vote. Cool, cool. So there we go. Really Big Sky and, and in, in Fons or Infins or whatever it is. Solaris. Yeah, Infins, yep. Solaris. Yep. Solaris, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, definitely uh, head over to eldergeek.com. Uh, click on the uh, the story for this podcast which should be on the front page if when you're listening to this and uh scroll down a little ways we have the poll there you don't have to log in or register for anything you can just vote on on the uh the game that you would like to play the game that you would like us to play and talk about on the next episode of the show 
so, like I said, definitely head over to eldergeek.com. There's great articles over there. Um, check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash eldergeek.com, all spelled out. Twitter.com slash eldergeek.com. Uh, check out uh, the Twitch TV channel, which is twitch.tv slash eldergeek.com, all written out. Um, <laughs> we got a theme going on here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, <laughs> consistency. Consistency is king. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out the stream. There's there's always great stuff going on over there, um, like we mentioned with the marathon this past weekend. And, and uh, it's continuing with more Skyrim probably in the in the coming weeks, I would think. Maybe even in the couple of coming minutes, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I would, I would really like to do this show on there. I think, I think this show would do well live. You know, it's funny. Phil and I just had that conversation earlier this afternoon uh, over Instant Messenger, and and uh, yeah, we we should definitely talk about that and uh, kind of look at the uh, logistics. I don't know how the video would work out. Um, Phil and I, when we used to do a podcast uh, a couple years back. Uh, where we did video with each other and then we would put the video up on live stream or Ustream, one of those ones. Uh, it ended up being very uh, bandwidth intensive. So I don't know. Yeah, if, yeah. I don't know if it would be a good idea if we could just put like a static image up or something while we're talking and just stream the audio. If we can figure that out, that would be great because I, I think I, I agree with you um, that I, I think it would be fun to do. Cool. Of course, then we're going to have to be doing the show and reading a chat room at the same time, which can also be a, <laughs> a mixed bag. Right. But well, uh, we could be we could be getting valuable feedback, this is feedback true. from the people. So I don't know. We'll 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 weigh the cons and and pros of it. But for now, really big sky versus in funds Solaris. Yes. Vote. Vote and head over to eldergeek.com. Not in that order. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, for myself, uh, Steve and Phil and Randy, thank you very much for listening once again, and we will see you next time. Bye. See ya.